Hey, welcome to How to Write a Novel. So, uh, I'm in Mundy Park in Coquitlam, BC, and I've gone off the path, off the trail, just into some weird woods. So we'll see how this goes. There's a bit of like, you know, a slight man-made path should be enough to go through. This is kind of what's cool about moving to different Airbnbs is, uh, I never heard of this fucking place, Mundy Park. Turns out it's a pretty big fucking park. It's really nice. It's like a big forest. But I just happened to be moving to an Airbnb in Coquitlam this month. And my friend was like, hey, that's right by this place, Mundy Park. You should go. It's awesome. But I just thought I'd do kind of a quick update about sort of the whole driving force of this podcast has been the idea of never stop. Just work every day, even if it's the tiniest little bit just to keep the the chain because as long as you do that you will eventually succeed but if you stop I mean that's the first step toward giving up you can't give up if you never stop (laughs) you know so even if it's just the tiniest little bit of work every day just to keep it up now that being said I've been doing this for half a year at least maybe more than that now where I, I mean, I missed an occasional little day here and there. But basically, I've been writing every day for at least six months, seven, whatever. And I got a big chunk of book done, and it's been going pretty pretty great. And I guess the idea of this philosophy of, like, even if you only write one little thing, even if you move a sentence and then move it back, you know, even just if you do something, as long as you sit down and interface with your book every day. I guess the idea is that that this technique is not necessarily for the times when everything's going great, when you just sit down and you write a bunch of stuff and everything's flowing. When things are going well, you don't need a plan. You don't need any kind of strategy. You know, you just do it, it just works. The real benefit here is when things aren't going as good just to, to get you through the rough waters, to get you through the choppy times, to just keep inching forward. But at the same time, since writing a book, it's such a long process. It's going to span a large piece of your life. That I guess what I wanted to talk about this time is that... What I wanted to talk about this time is that eventually, just because of the normal ebb and flow of life, just the normal shifts in in yourself and how you feel and just the world around you and you yourself and yada yada. Sometimes things are just going to fail. And I'm talking all fatalistically here. It's only been, this is only the third day that I haven't worked on the book, you know, it's only been three days. It's really not that big a deal, except that, as I've said before, like, this is what has always happened in the past. Yeah, it's only a day, it's only two days, it's only three days, then it's a week, then it's two weeks, then it's fucking five years, you know? Like, this is the beginning of the end. (laughs) This is letting this little stoppage happen is the only way that this, this book will not be completed. But, on the other hand, since everything is a contradiction and, you know, there's always two sides to everything and there is no distinct set path for how life is supposed to work, because of the long timeline and just the changes in life and whatever, 
it's still as as realistic as I think this plan is as good as I think it is this advice to just do even just a little bit of work every day it's not realistic to follow the same pattern and the same path every day forever it's just not I mean people do it there are people that train themselves to just here's my goal here's my path here's how I'm gonna be here's what I'm gonna do and they just do it and they never stop but I'm not that kind of person and I don't particularly admire that you know like it's it's just a new kind of rut it's just a new way to I don't know just to not think about your situation and not to pay attention to how you feel on the inside I mean it almost seems like a fear response of like I don't want to unravel the complexities of this situation so I'm just gonna keep my head down keep my eyes forward and just keep doing my little pattern and never stop because basically what happened here so it's a bunch of different things that have kind of been piling up where one of them is that I met a tough part of this book so in my rough notes I had this book split up into four major sections but I realized that the middle part is way bigger two or three times bigger than all the other ones so I got to this point in the story where it's kind of like a big dramatic beat that I've been kind of building up to which you know is like exciting on the one hand because it's like yeah these are the moments you kind of this is what you live for you know this is the thing but at the same time I got it's like it's a little intimidating because I don't want it to be bad you know this is a part I particularly want to be careful with because this is kind of the point of fiction to me is to uh, you know elicit emotions in people to give them a feeling and this is one of those big moments this should be a moment that hopefully hits people and that's what I like about novels in particular is they can be you know they're so long and you spend so much time with a character you can really spend a long time setting sort of setting the trap you know like or what's a better way to put it building a puzzle like you can build a more complicated scenario in a more complicated situation so that when it pays off the emotion is more complicated but of course because it's more complicated you know you got to be more careful there's more pieces it's more delicate and basically it's just it's this part in the book where there are just a handful of people from my main character is a space alien and there's a handful of people from her species on this alien space station but she never interacts with them she doesn't hang out with them and this is where she finally admits that the reason why they don't hang out with each other is because culturally they they value not lying to each other they can lie to an outsider but they can't lie to each other and the reason they're stranded on this space station is because their planet blew up <laughs> so you know they're just kind of not dealing with that they're not facing it they're not ready to talk about it and to accept it and if they talk to each other they'll have to you know like there's nothing else they can't just talk about something else you know they can't be disingenuous about it none of them are ready and even just admitting this to her kind of alien advisor is going to be real upsetting <laughs> you know even broaching the subject 
this much. So I wanted to really make sure that I write this scene again like the first draft, whatever. It doesn't necessarily have to be sentence by sentence. It can be a little shitty. But I need the like pace and the feel and the, the fucking timber and timbre of it to be right. And I realized that it's such a big moment that I should split, like after this moment, I should split to a new section, like split it into five parts. And this is where this part ends and a new part will begin. So that was kind of wearing on me because it's just like, just don't want to mess it up. At the same time, there was this crazy heat wave that hit. It's kind of past now, but it was so bad for like a week that even at like 3.30 in the morning, it was still like t-shirt and sweating weather. It was crazy. Going outside in the daytime was like a death sentence. It was just insane. So my schedule really slipped because it just didn't make sense to go outside in the day. So I slept through the day and then was up all night. And then the little heat wave passed, but I figured I should stick with this because, I mean, it's not pleasant to be outside in the summertime anyway. (laughs) It's so creepy to me when you see people like sunbathing and tanning. It's like, dude, that thing is a death sphere. I guess I'm especially pale person, but still, that seems, seems like a bad idea. Seems like a cancery idea. But also, uh, my flight, I'm going to Montreal just in a couple of days now, but at the end of the month, you know, my flight was to Montreal. And to get a cheap flight on a Friday, I'm actually leaving Thursday night, which I like. I like to stay up late. It's easier for me to stay up late than it is to get up early. It's impossible for me to get up early. It just ruins my whole life. It's one big reason school and jobs just don't work for me. Like, I can't get up at 7 a.m. I can't. I would rather die. (laughs) Well, no, I wouldn't rather die. I'd rather be homeless. I would honestly rather be homeless than have to do that every day. So I actually thought it was like kind of a fun idea. Like, cool, my fucking flight leaves at 10, 1030 at night, gets into Montreal at eight in the morning. Because that's the other thing, flying from the West Coast to the East Coast, I'm going to lose three hours or so, maybe four hours. So it's tough. If you fly in the day, by the time you get where you're going, like you've lost so many hours, it's late at night. This is going to be perfect. It's just going to be great. It's going to be a fun adventure to fly through the night. I'm going to get to Montreal in the morning. It's just great. Nice and cool. But still not something you want to do just out of the blue. So I'm like, you know, I should just maintain this staying up all night thing. So it'll be easier for me to stay up all night when I fly. And it's been going pretty well, but but now that the heat wave's done, my body doesn't necessarily want to do this. Like, it's pretty severe where I'll wake up at 4 or 5 p.m. and go to sleep at 7 or 8 in the morning. And I just, I always wake up feeling groggy and weird. I feel it right now. Just like, it, this doesn't feel natural. This isn't right. My body is telling me, like, like, I've been doing this for a couple of weeks now. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? This isn't right. This is weird, you know? It's one thing to sleep in. But, you know, to like noon, maybe not till fucking 5 p.m. So first, the heat wave was really making me just not want to write. Like to me, writing the environment that feels natural that I want to do is I, I never enjoy writing at home. I like to leave the house and go to a coffee shop or something and just be somewhere else 
to delineate those spaces in my life. And ideally, as much as I complained about the rain and shit, you know, if it's kind of a chilly day or a little overcast and you just get all cozy in a coffee shop with your nice little coffee and it's like, yeah, that's the environment of writing, you know? Where when it's all sunny and bright and hot, I just don't want to do it, you know? It's like I'm hot, I'm sweaty, I'm, it's humid, it's muggy. I don't want to think, you know? I don't want to sit down and think about a book. I just really don't. Like, my physiology is just like, this is not the time, man. Don't do this. It's an especial amount of pushing. An especial <laughs> term. But uh, then the heat wave passed a bit, but now it's the staying up all night thing. Which just also feels weird because it just feels unnatural and cities just die at night, man. Like, even when I lived in New York, even Manhattan is just at night, there's really nowhere to go. Like, there's an occasional little diner or a coffee shop. Here in Vancouver, there might be some coffee shops, but you literally need to go to the heart of downtown to find something that's open. It's a little easier in Toronto because some of the Tim Hortons are 24 hour. But in general, if you're up all night, you're just, uh, you're just sort of drifting around in nowheresville. There's nowhere to go. There is no little place to just go sit and do some writing. So I'd wake up, just, you know, head out, but just as things are all starting to shut down. Then the long nighttime where everything's closed, and then by the time I get home, it's sort of weird morning time, and I'm exhausted and wiped feeling. I just need to go to bed. And just all these things, it's just all these little things that are just pushing on me day after day after day. To the point where I really did hit a point where it's like, look, just write one sentence a day. Literally just write one sentence a day. And that worked. I mean, I got through that tough part, that part I was trying to write that I wanted to be good. I got through it because the thing with writing a sentence a day is you're probably not going to write a sentence a day, you know? It's like that's the entry point to make it seem easy to your brain, to not push your brain too hard. You're like, okay, I know you're weird and kind of exhausted and it's really hot out and you don't want to do this, but just one sentence. <laughs> and then once you sit down, get your mind into gear, read back what you wrote recently to remember where you fucking are, and you're like, all right, I'm going to write my one sentence. You're probably going to write more than one sentence, you know? Although some days I only wrote one sentence. But I got through. I got through that part. But then all these different pressures pushing on me from the different directions. The heat. The weird sleep schedule. I finally just said, fuck it. You know what? Like, I feel safe in stopping for a fucking bit. Because I'm just tired of fighting it. I'm like, fuck this. This is just ridiculous. Like when I got to the point that I was writing one sentence a day and it's still pushing, something in my body is still pushing to stop. Like beyond just the sort of resistance feeling of the generalized everyday feeling of like, oh, this is uncomfortable and hard to do, creative work and facing down, the idea of, uh, you know, success, the idea of failure, the whole thing. This is something else, just something deeper in me that's like, just take a rest. Just stop it. Why are you pushing, you fucking maniac? Stop being so crazy. And I just eventually am like, yeah, fuck it. Because, like I said, I'm leaving for Montreal in like three days. Then, 
when I get to Montreal, I can get my sleep schedule back to a relatively normal cycle. I'll be in a new place. I'm really excited to go back to Montreal. I already know like my plan. I'm going to go to Mount Royal basically every day. That's nice. Going to bring my laptop. I'm going to work on the Roger Swan documentary I mentioned. Going to work on my Last of Us audiobook. Going to work on the novel. I had a really productive time in Montreal last summer because, yeah, this was like the pattern of just like, there's not a ton of woods and natural stuff out there, not as much as there is here in BC, but Mount Royal's real good and it's right in the middle of town. It's really easy to get to. I've got an Airbnb that I love booked for two months. So cheap too, it's only $19 a night because Montreal is just a cheap town. And I got a room with a private bathroom and like, oh, it's beautiful, man. <laughs> it's gonna be great. So basically I'm letting myself off the hook for this week. You know, it's been three days I haven't written. It's gonna be three more days till I get to Montreal and I'm just letting it go. It's like just, there's a point where my good intentions and my little plan and my strategies, there's just too much pushing up against them. So I guess that's all I really wanted to say is just uh, if you're working on something and you're you know trying to write a book or whatever project you might be working on and it starts to go south, it starts to get a little shaky, don't worry about it too much. These things happen, man. It's just the natural rhythms of life. You know, it's like as much as I stand by my write every day advice and I do think it's a good plan, if it falls down a little bit here and there, I think that's just natural. I think that's just how things are. And it's important not to use the failure of writing every day as an excuse to stop altogether. You know, that's when this plan could be a negative. You know, you could take the well-meaning idea of writing every day, but then use it as an excuse to stop. Because you could be like, well, I stopped writing every day. I guess I fucked up. I guess, I guess fuck all of this, <laughs> you know, where this is a, where, you know, it's just, Again, you just got to finish by any means necessary. And if you stop for a little while, this is when you need to disregard the plan. You know, don't use the plan against yourself. Don't shame yourself. Don't feel bad about it. Just start again. You know, just start again. I got my plan planned. I'm going to start again when I get to Montreal. Going to start again in a few days. Then the plan is back on, but I guess the real plan, the real thing is like real life is too big and too complicated and too complex for a single plan, for a single strategy. So yeah, if you do get derailed, if you do get stopped, forget about the plan. <laughs> Have a new plan. I'm going to return to the plan. When I get to Montreal, I'm going to be back on my work every day plan, but I'm not going to let the temporary failure of that plan dictate a failure of the entire project all right so that's enough next time i do a podcast i will be in montreal i'm guessing for song of the day when i first when did i hear about this band this band fever ray it must have been when i lived in new york i think it was the girl i dated in new york showed me the video for when i grow up but then I went to Montreal in 2009, so I would have heard about them in 2008. In 2009, I went there, and I was listening to this album a lot. So this makes me think of Montreal. And I just uh, stumbled upon it again the other day, and I found out there's a new Fever Ray album that came out last year in 2017 that I downloaded but haven't listened to yet. But the, the first Fever Ray album, it really is amazing. Like, every time I go back to it, every couple of years, I'll go back to it. 
And there's a new song that I just kind of didn't pay that much attention to because there's the big ones. There's like, oh, this, 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 and this. These three or four are my favorites, so I didn't listen as much to the other five or six. But then as I go back, I'll listen to those deeper cuts. And that happened again, just the other day. I put on this album and track three, Dry and Dusty. This is so good and I just never paid attention to it before. And it's like, man, how can this one album just keep paying off for a decade? It's fucking awesome. What a good album. So let's finish with that. Dry and Dusty by Fever Ray. When we talk next, I'll be in Montreal and I'll be off my little week-long sabbatical. It's really, it's been like three weeks that I've gotten almost nothing done. But even that, it was like neat. Like even that period where I was literally writing one sentence a day, I still got through a chapter, a really hard chapter. Like even that, even that pathetically tiny amount of work is still valuable and still adds up. But eventually the wave crested, the wave broke. This week, I ain't doing shit, (laughs) but I'll see you next week when I am. Okay, adios.